Denton, let's continue, though, with our NFL previews here of Week 17. We start off with a massive game in the NFC South. Winner of this game controls their own destiny to win the South and make the playoffs. The Bucks favored by four against the Panthers. Total is 40 and a half in this game. Do you have a play in Panthers Bucks? I do. I have been riding the Panthers for about the last three or four weeks or so. And it's not that I, I think they're going to beat the Bucks outright. I'm still a little on the fence because one is quarterbacked by Sam Darnold. The other one is quarterbacked by Tom Brady. And between those two guys, there's a very large gap. But there's something about this Carolina defense. They play up to the opposition. And I think that's what makes them scary because in recent weeks, the Buccaneers have really thrived on coming back mm-hmm. against teams. And I'm not sure the Carolina is the defense that'll allow that. You know, some of the other defenses that they've played, you can understand a comeback. I don't know about this Carolina defense, though. This is a legit group. A lot of young talent, but this is a legit defense. I told you this um, during one of our breaks. A couple weeks ago, I put a bet on Carolina to win the division at plus 300, I think it was. So, there is a little of an emotional tie in wanting that bet to hit so I can ring the almighty bell. But I'm feeling good about Carolina covering the three and a half. I think they keep games really close against good teams. So I'm feeling good about Carolina. Ooh, man, we're going the opposite direction. I've gotten Tampa. I got Tampa at minus three. I like it better, obviously, than minus four. Bucks 3-11-1 against the spread this season. Not Rough. good. Rough. Not good. Panthers ran for 300 yards last week. 320 yards, actually, last week against the Detroit Lions. Week before that against the Steelers, they only ran for 21. That's what this whole game comes down to. Can the Bucs, can the Bucks stop the run? Haven't been as good at it this year as they have been in the last couple years, but I think for a game like this, they're going to get up. Denton, I just can't get over the fact, man, in a game like this where everything's on the line, it's, it's Tom Brady versus Sam Darnold, right. and Brady's at home. And I understand the Bucs can win the game and not cover the spread, which they've been doing a lot of this year, <laughs> and it definitely could happen again. I just, I think the Bucs are the right side. The look-ahead line in this game was six and a half, got all the way down to three, and now it's climbing back up to four. I just think we're making too big of an overreaction again to what the Panthers did to the Lions and what the Bucs happened to Arizona again. Bucks controlled that whole game. They were driving. They turned the ball over kicking field goals like they normally do. I do like them in this spot. Plus, if you're a conspiracy theorist and, you know, the NFL, the league office, you think the NFL would rather see Dallas and Tampa in the playoffs or Dallas and Carolina? That's true. You want Tom Brady. If you're a money-making machine, which the NFL is, you want Tom Brady. I just think the problem with Tampa Bay is they don't seem to have an identity on offense. They don't Agreed. have a they don't have a run they game. They throw way too much. They yeah, throw they way too much, yeah. and they can't protect Tom Brady, mm-hmm. which is a formula that I mean that's why they're three and eleven against yeah. the spread. They just can't put points up, and that worries me against a Carolina team that's going to play good defense. Now you're right about there are a ton of people overreacting to what they did against the Lions in terms of running the ball for what was it three twenty four hundred yards? Yeah, I mean, right, it like won't, it won't happen again. You're not doing that. All no. right, the Bucks defense is a good defense, and they're getting better as the season progresses. I I feel so I do think this will be much much uh, more of a, a low scoring game I mean the the total number is 40 and a hook right now it, it seems low to play the under there but it wouldn't 
If this is a 1916 game, I mean, you're not stunned by that. No, not at all. Not at all. Bucks team total unders this season are 13 and 2. If you've taken the under, it's 20 and a half right now versus the Carolina Panthers. So if it's 1916, like Denton thinks it could be, it's that would there. cash yet again. You mentioned how the Panthers ran for 320 last week. In the last 20 years, Denton, there have been 27 teams that have ran for 300 yards or more in a game. The following week, they are 19 and 8 against the spread. Wow. So, wow. Take that for what you will. If, if, if you want to, uh, if, if that makes you like Carolina more, I'm going to ride with the Bucks, though. My favorite play, actually, of week 17 is a Packers Bucks money line parlay. Feel really good about both of those teams winning. Yeah. I like the Bucks spread a lot more than I do the Packers, especially when I, where I got it minus three. But I really feel like both of those teams are going to win. I got it about like a plus 150. Right. I think now, even if you were to parlay Bucks minus 200 and you get the Packers at minus 175. Yeah, let me see what, uh, what that would be. If you parlayed them together, still gets you a plus 135. Yeah. So not awful if you want to take yeah, that. Yeah, we love value. Love value. So that's the way I'm looking at that game. Next one, I love this game as well. Bears and the Lions. Detroit trying to bounce back from that loss to Carolina. They're six-point favorites at home. Total is 52 in this game. Bears overs in their last 11 games are 9-2, and two, and the Lions are 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games. So the trends would tell you to take the Lions minus 6 and the over. Would you agree with those trends? Well, I'm sorry. What do you what do you love about this? Because I, I can't quite get a feel as I to love, how I should leave. Yeah, here. I love Chicago in this matchup. And it's all because all the pressure's on Detroit. Yeah. And they've never been in this spot before with, with the guys on that team. Dan Campbell's never coaching a game like this. Jared Goff hasn't been the quarterback of a Lions team in this city like this. Wow. I, all the pressure is on. Now he's played in Super Bowls, obviously. Right. Well, I was going to say the Lions have been in this spot. They were in this spot last week. Didn't look great. Didn't look great. <laughs> Didn't look great. But there's so much more pressure when you're now, yeah, at, at yeah. home, especially, right. right? Like that that Jets game, you know, everybody was, was on. It was a pick em and everybody was on them. And Zach Wilson was starting. Last week, everybody was expecting them to get it done against Carolina. They fell short. Everybody, once again, just expects them to get it done this week. And I think they win. But six is a good amount of points. Fields and that offense have really been playing well. They, they've been covering numbers. They've lost eight straight games, but they've been pretty decent against the spread. But I do like the Bears plus six. I also like the under in this game, 52. Everybody thinks it's probably going to be a shootout. Over the last two seasons, when two teams get together that allow 24 points per game or more, the unders are 44 and 27. For the life of me, and this flies in the face of some of the old school habits that I hold when it comes to football. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Justin Fields is playing in this game. I don't either. I mean, right now, if you're the Bears, I hate the idea of tanking, but it just makes logical sense to not want to win this game. Like, I get playing spoiler could be fun, but what do you really gain out of that instead of like an emotional high for a day? When you could potentially get the number one overall pick and really bolster your offense, whether that be in the offensive line or getting Justin Fields a legit number one wide receiver to throw to. With all that being said, if Detroit had issues stopping the Carolina Panthers run game, Justin Fields is going to put them through hell. Because mm -hmm. he, he's just, when he really wants to be, and this is why they put up so many points during that weird stretch of the season, he is an unstoppable runner. You know, the, the passing thing still needs a little bit of work, but he is an unstoppable runner that I think is going to give Detroit fits. 
So I do agree with you in favor of Chicago covering, but this is a game that Detroit's going to win. They're, I, they're going to win the game. I, I think they will win, but I, I do like the Bears. I'm hoping this thing can creep up to like six and a half or maybe even seven and people keep taking the Lions because the more points we can get with the Bears, the better, but that's the way I'm leaning. Another game I like, boy, when Nick created the rundown, he really just put all my favorite games together, <laughs> didn't he? Threw them right there. Broncos <laughs> and the Chiefs. We have Denver, 12 and a half point favorites to KC. The total is 45 in this matchup. If you want to take a shot with Denver on the money line and be a brave soul, they are plus 525. Kansas City, <laughs> who hasn't lost to Denver in since 2015. Mahomes has never lost to them. They are minus 750 on the money line. Everybody wants to know how the Broncos are going to play without Nathaniel Hackett. Well, according to Action Labs database, Denton, 34 teams had fired their coach during the regular season since 2003. Those teams in their following game have gone 16 and 18 straight up and 18 and 16 against the spread. So you're pretty much 50-50 ATS and straight up. Denver, not going to win this game, but I do think they they keep it close. Two things I like going for him. First off, the Hackett firing is just huge factor in this game. He was so bad. Horrendous. He's like Awful. the fifth coach in NFL history to not even make it through his first year. That's how bad he was. That's a unique fraternity with old Orber Meyer. Oh, Ooh. man. Yes, it is. Right? We got two of those coaches in back-to-back years. But I think the second part of this, you're really getting good value with Denver because the whole country just saw them get embarrassed on Christmas Day. Look-ahead line was 10 and a half. Jumped up to 13 and a half. Now it's coming back down to 12 and a half. That Denver defense has been great all year. I expect them to really want to play well against Mahomes, and they tend to really do play well against them, especially in Kansas City. Chiefs unders at home this season are seven and one. That plays into the hands of the Broncos because they obviously can't score many points. So I think it's a low scoring game. I think Denver loses by 10. It's probably going to be like 24 14, somewhere around that neighborhood. Who's I like their the quarterback? Is Russ playing? I believe you. Yeah. Russell Wilson yeah. is playing in their 12 and a half point dogs. Mm-hmm. Did they, did Vegas not see all of his teammates come to his defense? Because that was 100% totally legit and not something fabricated that they would ever do. No. When all of these teammates wait until, <laughs> uh, what is it? Damn near January to come to the defense of the quarterbacks. That's been getting dragged for, what is it? Like 20 weeks. It feels like, I mean, Richard Sherman himself is just putting Russell Wilson through hell. And somebody came to his defense and said, uh, this is all a bunch of crap. Uh, Jerry Rosberg, I, I disagree. I disagree. There's something with Russell Wilson in that locker room. I think he's a nice guy. I think. I don't really know, though. I would, I would not put any money on this Denver team. Like, literally none at all. They are an absolute cluster you-know-what. It, it, it was just so strange to me. I think I, I think I have a good eye for seeing through nonsense. And when all these players come out at like the exact same day and say, you know, actually, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. He's he's such a great leader and such a great teammate. Give me a break. I don't I don't think it's I don't think they actually feel that way. I guess Russell Wilson's team might have, you know, slid a little little cash under the hand and said, hey, Jerry, can you post something very nice about Russell Wilson? And he went ahead and did it. This Denver team stinks. I'm not putting any money on them. Give me Kansas City for the max. Really? You really like Kansas City I with like 12 and a half? Kansas City for the match. Normally, I, I might lean that way with you, but I really think the firing a Hackett is, is the whole key to this handicap. I expect the Broncos to play well. Again, not going to win the game, but I think they can keep it close. Next game, Colts and the Giants. Giants are favored 
by I believe it's at five. No, it's back up to back six up now. To six. Back up to six against the Colts. The total is 39 in this game. Nick Foles gonna make another start for Indianapolis. Colts are or Foles, I should say, is three and eleven straight up in his last 14 starts. Huh. Now, first half unders are eleven and four in Colts games this season. So that is maybe a way you look because unders are 17 and three in the Giants' last 20 home games. First half under right now is plus 100 to take 18 and a half. I, I don't hate that at all. I even don't hate Colts plus three in the first half either, Denton. Think about since Jeff Saturday's taken over, the three road games that the Colts have played, up 33-0 on Minnesota at halftime. They are beating the Raiders at halftime. And then Dallas on that Sunday night game had a miracle first half cover. They scored right at the end, or else the Colts would have covered that one too. For some reason, they're playing well in the first half on the road it's under Saturday. I think they can keep that going plus three. Everybody's hammering the Giants, and why wouldn't you after what you what Foles look like on Monday night against the Chargers? Yeah. I'm not doing anything with the full game spread, but I do like the first half numbers. I'd take the under, and I like the Colts plus three. I like I like the Giants in this one. Now, it is important for me to state this for the record. For about four years, I have been pounding the Daniel Jones haterade the same way that frat boys are going to be pounding jungle juice in about 24 hours on New Year's Eve. I could not stand this dude, so it hurts me to say this, and I'll look directly in the camera when I do. Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback. He's fine. He's not good. He's not great. But there are things about his game that I've been very impressed with this season, and maybe a huge credit it deserves to be uh, given to Brian Dable for the way that he's gotten the best out of Daniel Jones. But with next to nothing on the outside, this team has put up points, and they've beaten teams that they really should not have beaten throughout the entirety of the season. I think the Giants are they are going to, to kind of stamp themselves and say that we deserve to be a postseason team in the NFC. I think they get it done. I think they have a very strong uh, strong win against Indianapolis. Massive game for the New York Giants against the Colts.